It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Hello, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. As always, great pleasure to be with you. Plenty to talk about today. By the way, join us during the week on Fox Business Television. Name of the show is Kudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. And if by some crazy chance you can't get us at 4, you should uh, text your favorite 9-year-old. Just text your favorite 9-year-old who will show you how to DVR the show, and you'll never miss a thing. And here on radio, you can live stream us over the Internet all across the country. Just it's LarryCudlowShow.com. Is that right, kids? LarryCudlowShow.com. Runs all across the country, throughout the world, throughout the solar system. We have terrific ratings throughout the solar system. So lots to talk about today, but the lead story is still the energy story. As I might add, uh, oil prices creep up back towards $100 a barrel. They had gotten below 80 And gasoline prices nationwide are now moving back to $4 a gallon. They had to be down to three seventy-five or some such. And some of this, a lot of this, was because the Saudis and their pals in OPEC, and now it's called OPEC Plus, right? So it includes Russia, decided to take a stick and poke it in Joe Biden's eye. And instead of helping out with more production, they cut back 2 million barrels a day of oil production. Cut back 2 million. The Biden people were feverishly lobbying them to no avail. What's going to affect, what's the price impact of 2 million barrels a day less on the open market? It's kind of hard to say. Um, Prices had been creeping up about 10 bucks in anticipation of this. As I say, I think you're going to get your oil. Uh, Brent will go through $100. That's European crude. U.S., West Texas will go pretty, will be challenging $100 within a week or two. Gas prices, which already on the West Coast or California, gasoline prices are close to $7. But around the country, they have fallen back uh, from $5 to as low as, I think, 375 the national average. That's creeping up now to $3.90. It'll be at $4. Uh, and, of course, these blue states, with their high taxes and so forth, will be well through $4. Right on the eve of the election. Right on the eve of the election. So it's interesting to me, and there's a few important points here. The Saudis and OPEC paid no attention to Biden. He had been over there, what, this past summer, late spring, early summer, begging them to keep the oil spigots open. Nothing ever happened. And you sort of ask yourself why. Well, Saudi Arabia has always been an ambiguous ally. Probably the worst part of it is Russia, Putin, benefits from higher oil prices. We are, I'm sorry, not we. OPEC plus with their decision to withdraw 2 million barrels a day and raise prices, let's call it in round numbers, and by 20 bucks, 25 bucks. You know, that goes right into Vladimir Putin's 
coffers and helps him finance his war against Ukraine. So it's a bad story. Uh, Wait a minute, though. The Bidens continue to press for some kind of nuclear deal with Iran. Iran, who hates America, hates Israel, hates the Saudis, the principal sponsor of state terrorism throughout the Middle East and elsewhere around the world. Iran, who does a lot of business with Russia. Iran, who does a lot of business with China. Biden's people keep trying to press for an Iran nuclear deal, which is insane. They lie, cheat, steal, kill. The uh, international UN inspectors can't get in there. There'll be no verification of any deal. That's the Iranian story. Why are we doing this? By the way, a deal with Iran would give them a couple hundred billion dollars. A deal with Iran would open up their oil spigots because we've had very tough economic sanctions on Iran put in place by President Donald Trump. Those sanctions would be lifted. This is Biden's search for oil. And then hang on a second, there's more. Now we read in the papers and we hear from insiders that once again, Biden's team is negotiating with that great democracy-loving friend of the United States, Venezuela. Venezuela? Wait a minute. Venezuela is a communist country. Nicolas Maduro hates the United States. Venezuela is run by the Cuban Secret Service. Everybody knows that. When I worked in the White House, we paid a lot of attention to Venezuela, and we tried to cook up some plans that would overthrow Maduro. I mean, the the only elected national representative from the National Assembly is Guaidar. I mean, he's really the president of Venezuela, but Maduro holds the uh, holds the instruments of power, the institutions of power, particularly you know the secret secret police, the interior, the finance ministry, and the communications, and so forth. Now the U.S. is once again flirting with Venezuela for oil, oil. By the way, Venezuela has the dirtiest oil, probably in the world. The United States has by far the cleanest oil. And, you know, because communism doesn't work, their oil facilities have gone into great disrepair. Chevron is uh, still open up in there, but they're not producing anything or hardly anything. I don't know, 100,000 barrels a day, some such thing. Venezuela used to do, I don't know, 300,000, 400,000. They used to do a couple of million at the height of it, as did Iran. So the point is, we are playing footsie, we, the U.S., the Biden administration, with dictatorships who hate America in Iran and Venezuela to get oil. So let me get this right. It's okay for the rest of the world to print oil, including Iran, including Venezuela, including Russia, etc., But it's not okay for the United States to produce oil. Because 
Soon after the Saudi OPEC announcement that they were cutting back a couple of million barrels a day of oil, the National Security Council and the National Economic Council in the Biden White House does what? Says what? Well, they put out a statement saying this shows that we must rely less on fossil fuels. Really? Can I step back a minute and think about this? It's okay for Iran to produce. It's okay for Venezuela to produce. It's okay for China to build a couple of hundred coal plants, which they're doing. But it's not okay for the United States, which has the most efficient oil and gas and refiners in the world, the cleanest, job creators, high wages. It's not okay for the U.S. to produce, but it's okay for them to produce. Really? Think about that, folks. Think about that policy. You might think about that and say, that's a stupid policy. And you would be right. It is an incredibly stupid policy. It's actually beyond stupid. They can, but we can't. Really? By the way, natural gas, clean burning fuel. That's why the United States has the lowest carbon emissions of any of the big countries. Because natural gas. And that's why our base of power should be nuclear and natural gas. But you can't just knock out fossil fuels, which is what the Bidens have tried to do from day one. He started it in the campaign back in 2000. I'm going to end fossil fuel industry. And they've done everything they can to do just that. So what's happened? Well, they have helped to jack up prices. Not only oil prices, natural gas prices, electricity prices, home heating fuel prices, By the way, in California, if you have an electric vehicle, you can't recharge your battery. Why? Because there's an electricity shortage in California, the land of fruits and nuts. Why is there no electricity? Well, I'll tell you, because they won't have any, they have no oil and natural gas production left, essentially. What a great idea that is. I mean, you know, we're going to give $400 billion worth of uh, Green New Deal tax credits to buy these electric vehicles. What is it, $7,500 a family? And if it's a union shop, you get, I don't know, up to $12,000. Well, you can't recharge it because they don't have any electricity because Gavin Newsom, Governor Gavin Newsom, who, by the way, personally, I'm never personal, but Governor Gavin Newsom out there has basically closed down fossil fuels. That's Biden. That's the Biden utopia. Take a look at California. Anyway, I don't want to digress too far right this second. All I want to say is a country that says all other countries around the world can produce fossils, but we can't. A Biden administration that says it's okay for Venezuela, it's okay for Iran, it's okay for China, but it's not okay to produce here, you know, where you got about what, seven, eight, nine, ten million jobs at stake, high-paying jobs. You'd have lower gasoline prices. You'd have lower electricity prices. Wait till you see your utility bills already popping up. Wait till you see it this winter. Natural gas, home heating, fuel, electricity. It's not okay for us to produce. They can, we can't. 
We have to rely less on fossil fuels here in the U.S. Well, what exactly are we going to use? Wood? I mean, this is Stone Age thinking. And that was their response to the Saudi OPEC cutback of production. That was their response. Just like that. So you probably shouldn't be surprised because Americans, a smart lot of people with a lot of common sense, see right through the stupid policies. Like they get it. And nobody can figure it out. Global warming? We've spent trillions and trillions, literally, trillions, up to $5 trillion in so-called climate change, Green New Deal money in recent years under Republicans and Democrats, by the way. George W. Bush started this, not Donald Trump, I might add, but Obama did it, now Biden is doing it. We spent all this money, and the needle on climate change hasn't moved but like, what is it, seven or eight ten-thousandths of one degree Fahrenheit. That's all it is. That's all the needle's done. But we've created enormous hardship, by the way, not just here in the U.S. with high prices, but around the world, less developed countries. They need fossil fuels. They're not worried about carbon emissions. They're worried about day-to-day living. Power drives economies. You take the power away, you take the economic growth opportunities away. Guess what? The biggest source of power is in the U.S. and around the world. Fossil fuels. Hold on. 80%. Hold on. I want to 80% of our power in the U.S. and power around the globe, 80% comes from, you guessed it, fossil fuels. And that ain't going to change. And you know why it ain't going to change? Because there is, as yet, no alternative power structure. The renewable stuff is a utopian. It's a green utopian. I'm not against it, by the way. You know, I'm okay with it. You want to produce wind farms and solar farms? I'm okay with it. The trouble is, it's too expensive. And the other trouble is, you create these wind farms, for example. Guess what you need to dig the minerals out of... And, and to reconstruct the uh, uh, plants and the assemblies of these gigantic wind turbines, guess what you need? You need carbon-related power to produce renewables. And the Bidens have never given us an alternative structure. You know why? They don't have one. You know what that's called? Stupid. Stupid. You know what the best news is? The cavalry is coming to stop this nonsense. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Please stick around. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. I want to continue this discussion of the stupid policies. By the way, we will have 
Republican uh, Senate leadership John Hoven on at the half hour. Uh, he's from North Dakota, which, of course, home of the Back and Shale. And uh, it's a big uh, energy state, re- natural resource energy state. And he's a very, very, very smart fellow. But I want to continue this. So yesterday, I guess starting Thursday night at a Democratic fundraiser, besides talking about uh, Armageddon, uh, with Vladimir Putin, and we're going to have General Jack Keen on to talk about Armageddon or the lack of Armageddon. Biden was crowing Thursday night at this Democratic fundraiser and also yesterday after the jobs report came out about how he, he has created economic security. Economic security. Uh, four weeks before the election, where, by the way, all the polls of likely voters are now shifting toward uh Republicans. I mean, the cavalry really is coming in the House and the Senate. And by the way, we will have uh, Lee Zeldin, Congressman Lee Zeldin, running for governor of New York, who has pulled even now in this massive blue state. He has pulled even with uh, uh, Kathy Hochul, who was the uh, Democrat who replaced Andrew Cuomo. But but you got Biden talking about economic security, uh, and he cited. You know, yesterday's jobs report, was it was fine. 263,000 non-farm payrolls, about the same for the so-called household payrolls. The unemployment rate is 3.5%. So job creation is slowing, but, but it's fine. The trouble here is, and it's related to energy, but it's also related to massive federal overspending and massive Federal Reserve money printing – as well as the war against fossil fuels, as well as the big government socialist regulatory war against business. The inflation rate is running 8% plus, while the increase in wages is running slightly less than 6%. So from yesterday's jobs report, like I say, it was an okay report showing some slowdowns. But wages of production workers, blue-collar workers, working folks, I call them, middle class, wages increased 5.8% over the past year, which, by the way, is a good number. Right? I'm all, I want more people working, and I want them earning wages, you know, higher wages. They, they earn what they deserve if they're working hard. And more people working does not cause inflation. But the trouble with the 5.8% increase in wages is that the inflation rate is above 8% and is likely to stay there on the CPI for the next couple of months. So real wages, that is wages adjusted for inflation, continue to fall. This is the 18th consecutive monthly drop in real pay. In real pay. That is the soft underbelly of the Biden economy. That is the soft underbelly. We will talk more about this. But that is the problem. There is no economic security. All right, stick around. Senator John Hoven going to talk to me about oil and energy and exports and all the crazy, dumb, stupid things. I hate to use those adjectives, but the Bidens are just off the charts and Americans see right through them and the cavalry is coming. And I'm Larry Kudlow and we'll be back after this quick break. 